G'day, I'd like to welcome you to the second episode of the Winget Podcast. Yep. I'm your host, Cameron, well, today's host, my second host, the co-host, Matt, how you doing? Oh, mate, oh, I'm absolutely buzzing. I've been buzzing all day for this. I've been keen as. I mean, I just want to start off by saying thank you for the support we got on the episode last week. Um, I'm quite shocked. Oh, I'm blown away. I'm startled. Um, I can't believe the amount of uh, people who actually listen to the show. So a big, big thank you to all of you for doing that. That is unreal. So we're going to stick to doing this every Tuesday to make sure you're all happy. Definitely. Um, but with any further ado, less of the lovely stuff, we'll kick <laughs> on with today's episode. So today we'll cover the week that was in the NBA. Huge week in the NBA. Uh, we'll talk a bit about the AFL and the rule changes and a little bit on the match simulations and the internal trials, whatever you want to call them. Um, we'll kick off the inaugural Cam Stables, my very first episode of the Cam Stables. After last week. After last week. I should have started this one week earlier because I'm going to fuck it now. But anyway, oh, I went three or four last week, but we'll get onto that later in the show. Unbelievable weekend. Last and week. we're going to finish off the show with our staple piece of a segment, the Hot Wings. So uh, stay tuned for Hot Wings, and we will let you know what Buffalo sauce is going down on those wings. I reckon. So, without any further ado, let's kick it off with the NBA week that was. Mate, it was, uh, we thought it might be a bit of a quieter one. Got off to a pretty quiet start. It was slow. Yeah, it was was definitely a slow burner, but moving into the All-Star break, there's some really big names that are stepping up uh, in absence of others. So, you look at Zion Williams at the moment. He might be the best player in the NBA right now. He's averaging... 39 and 5. And I say to that, over the last, over the last uh, seven days. So he's absolutely dominating. And Stan Van Gundy has just given him the, the keys to the offense, I reckon. Oh, completely. Yeah, He's, he's just, become the focal point of that team now. And Brendan Ingram has gone from being an all-star to a, a, a Robin. Oh, just like that. 100%. And we didn't, I think we knew it might happen, but not this quickly. No, you, like, you look at the game against the Celtics. They were down 20 at halftime. My bet was looking off. It wasn't that just. It was looking and, really off. And then Catch Zion, out would have been five cents. Oh, it would have been ridiculous. I remember, because <laughs> that was my fantasy thing versus Gov. Yes. And uh, Zion was on two points at halftime. Dare I say three-quarter time even. It was ugly. He Perhaps. Was on nothing. And then he went bunta and ended up posting up about 25 and 11, getting them the win in OT. So Against a Boston team that, up until that point, were looking solid. They were looking the wheels right, have fallen yeah. off a little bit since that day. It's that's been the turning point for two teams. Oh, sort of 100%. just a fork in the road for both of them. Oh, both. So. One's gone up, one's gone down completely. Yeah, exactly. That was huge. And Zion's just barging through people, and he's looking like dare I say he was underwhelming to start his career. I agree. But now he's just barging through people like no one's. Business. He was bullying Rudy Gobert today. Oh, had, it did was, you see that? It layer? was not okay. Unbelievable. Like, Rudy, Rudy Gobert, Gobert was shoved off the screen. He was to, off the broadcast. The Defensive Player of the Year from years gone by, he was just like in the air. He went for the block and Zion just pushed him in the air and still laid it in. ESPN needed a panoramic shot of some sort because <laughs> he literally left the shot. It, oh, it's ridiculous. He's just an absolute steam train but, kid. But I don't think you can stop Zion right now. I don't think and you I can. don't want anyone to stop him. It's been unreal to watch. And if I'd pick someone to stop him, probably be rude to go there. Yes, it's very true. And unfortunately, he posted up 28 and 10 on him today, so... There's no one that can really match up with him. No. At all. And we... At all. Well, I think we might be the curse, because we waxed lyrical last week about the Jazz. They were... They'd won 20 out of 21, and... Have they lost three this week? They're three and three since our podcast. We love that, don't we? Yeah, and 
they the Pelicans with a big win today against them, so it's really burying yeah, them down. And oh, I think we might just be the curse. I don't think there's anything wrong with the Jazz. To be fair, no, nothing's wrong with the Jazz. We're the curse. Definitely. If we just talk about how bad they are right now, because we will just say they've had a terrible. They've lost it. They're out of touch with the Jazz now. Put Definitely. all your money on Jazz for the next two weeks because they will go back up now. Exactly. Because we have given the, the other curse. So it's sorted. Well, the only team that is immune to the curse is the Wiz. The Wizards. And we can't not talk about them. We have to talk about the Wizards. Nothing really Our Wizards. Our Wizards. Our Wizards. Nothing has really happened they are with them. Awesome. But they have figured it out. I think they've just clicked, haven't they? They lost. They had what, what? Won five in a row? Yeah. And then they dropped that one pointer to. Was it Boston? Boston, yeah. And they should have had that game, but regardless, they were in that game. Which. And then they've oh. gone and won, dare I say, another one since then. Yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah. Westbrook, you look at him, people say he's washed. He's averaging 20, 10, and 9.6. That's pretty fucked. And people reckon he's having an off-season. I mean, that if he did that stat line five years ago, before he's, in, it's, he's an MVP. Oh, instantly. Before he's no, obviously it's in normal, triple-double. But like we said, that, that 2017 MVP... Mm-hmm. Podcast, it will be coming in a few weeks. It's coming, it's coming. Don't when worry. there's not much to talk about, we will bring that out because that is a lot to talk about. We're just looking, anyway, we're let's looking, not get started on that. We're looking for a referee to get in on that podcast. So yeah, we need like we need someone to patrol that. Oh, we really need it. It's not even funny. <laughs> anyway, the Wizards, they're coming. They're coming hot. They're coming. They're coming. I think they're in the East, so they're going to be probably the sixth seed already or something ridiculous. Well, they're two games out of the eight. There you go. But you don't need to be. They're going to be a sixth seed, and before you know it, they will. They're rolling. You look at teams like. Boston, they could fall out. Oh, 100%. Or teams like Charlotte who are in there. Exactly. And they get a six out. seed. Although Charlotte lately. Charlotte's been great. I mean, the Lamello ball is just there's not something else. But if you look at it right now, they are just outside. They're only a couple of games out. If they snag into a seventh seed or anything like that, you don't want to match up against them in finals. That's what we said at the start of the season. With that playing tournament. You don't... Oh, yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to see Wizards. Like, you, you'd happily take on Chicago, Indiana, Charlotte, Toronto. You'd happily take on those. But you don't want to take on the Wizards. Teams like Chicago aren't even going to be there. I no, well, somehow they're 10th right now and they're in the playoff spot. So that's unbelievable. But you don't want to see Wizards. All right. Enough about our beloved Wizards. But uh, a man who did play with Russell Westbrook and since moving from the yep. Rockets has been on a tear, to be fair. You called it. You took him number one in our fantasy draft. Which I got a lot of smack for. A lot of smack for taking James Harden number one. I don't think I've seen that much hate on a single person since Paul George's offseason. Yeah, probably. That was shocking. But James Harden, he's gone out there. He's been posting triple doubles without KD, without Kyrie. That comeback win from the... uh, There were like 20 points down from the Phoenix Suns. And came back and won that game. Came back and won by himself. Him and Joe Harris. That's his Against CP3, who's been the Mr. Fourth Quarter. Exactly right. Who scored 17 points in that fourth quarter. And Bookie's on a tear, regardless. Exactly. So, that, so it's, that's, it, they are awesome. I love everything about that Nets. I didn't think it was going to work. I, I knew it was going to figure it out. Yeah. But it was a lot of unknowns. And they're so good without KD. Well, yeah. Just to win KD, it's just going to be ridiculous. Well, we haven't even yeah seen them with KD that much. I think Kyrie Irving's the main reason behind that because he's actually accepted. All right, I'm not going to run this point. I'm just going to be a shooting guard. I'm actually going to sit out in the corner. Yeah. Take catch and shoot threes, and then I'm going to drive when I have to drive, and you can stagger all three of those minutes. It's just unbelievable. Well, that's what um that's what came out that Harden apparently said to Kyrie, "I'm the point guard. You're the shooting guard," and Kyrie was like, "Yep, no worries." And thank God he did. Well, I guess when it's coming from someone of that stature, like you look at the teams Kyrie's been on, he was on 
Cleveland worked really well because yeah. you got LeBron telling you what to do. You're going to listen. Exactly. You've now got KD and uh, Harden telling you what to do. Yeah. That's maybe why it didn't work on the Celtics. Like you got Gordon Hayward telling you what to do. Now he's not going to take. Yeah. It no. He, he's not. I think we know he's not the number one man. No. Nah. But he's a uh, dare I say the best number two or number three. He's definitely he's, the best number three. Oh, it's not even close. But at number two, it's only him and AD find that out really. He might so, be. He might be the best number three ever. Yeah, probably would be. Yeah. Hundred percent. Ridiculous. So that Nets team's exciting. And James Harden, he's going to lead the league in assists. He's probably going to be top 10 in rebounds. Yeah. He's probably going to be a top 5, 6, 7, 8 in points. Which makes no sense because he's got two of the other greatest scorers in the league on him. It makes no sense. And it's awesome. Look, you don't want to... You don't want to... Hey, we're talking about you don't want to see the Wizards in the matchups, in, in playoffs. Nets. Well... Fuck. That, that might be a little sneak peek into... Yeah, into the hot wings. But we're not going to get into that now. No, we but, won't. We won't. Hey, not just the Nets, but like I said, stay tuned for the Hot Wings. We'll yeah. get back onto that in the East. But probably the biggest thing has happened over the last week, which we since, since we last spoke. Yes, hundred percent has been Luka Doncic's game winner. A little bit biased. No, it's not biased. I'd say James Harden's thirty, fifteen, and fourteen. A little bit bigger, but yeah. Well, no, I don't know. No, no, it was an unbelievable shot by Doncic. Well, that I'll game s- winner against against Boston as well. I was sitting there watching it. Deja- Big win for Dallas. It's deja vu. It is. Like, it's his spot. It's his spot. You know what? That man spot. cannot hit a three unless it's the last two minutes of the game. It seems like that way, doesn't it? I don't know how many times I've checked at three-quarter time and he's two for six or two for eight. Oh, If that. Every time. And that step back three, whatever it is with that part of the court, it's like a layup for him. Oh, it is. It's ridiculous. He's it's hit it over and over again. It's oh. undefendable. Yeah, you, you know can't that. defend it. For some reason, he may look like me, Body type wise, yeah, he does. A but he bit. just evades. But that's where the similarities start and end when it comes to you two. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's where it starts and ends. But yeah. maybe oh, passing okay. skills. Maybe passing <laughs> skills. Yeah, sure. But no, like just seeing him do that made me think, what player would I want in the last minute of a game or last second of a game? You need a bucket. So you need a three. You need a two. You need a dunk. You need anything. A free throw. Yeah. What. Who do you want five the players. I'll, I'll put it five yeah, players because if we do five. one, I'll just choose Doncic. Yeah. But what five players would you choose? Ball in their hands to win the game. Yeah. All I think right. there's a couple of obvious answers. Yeah. So I think we'll both go with LeBron. Definitely. I feel like it's for some reason that's probably a, a, a funny call because everyone calls LeBron not clutch, but... It's track record. It's track record. You're taking LeBron. So I think we both say LeBron. I think we'll, I imagine we'll both say Kevin Durant. 100%. Like, even coming off an Achilles. Yeah. That man. I think then, and this is, hey, stats prove it now. Yeah. You can say the third person was Luka Doncic. This is not in order, by the way, but yeah. I would say Luka Doncic is in that five. Unless you ask Skip Bayless. Yeah, unless you ask Skip Bayless. But then again, if you ask Skip Bayless, LeBron's not in there either. Yeah, so, thank God Skip's not here. Yeah. Um, but we, I, I imagine we'd both go with those three. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Then I, I feel would. like these final two might be a little bit different between us. I would differ 100%. I'm right. going Dame Lillard. Say, I find it a little bit disrespectful that I'm not going down right. Yeah, so do I. I think he said that he has the most buzzer beaters in the last few years, dare I say. Yeah, he would. And you think of that hot uh, shot against Houston. That was, <sighs> what, four years ago now? Probably further. Unbelievable. I mean, that Houston yeah, teammate but, Dwight yeah. Howard and Pat Bevan. That was a yeah, long time wrong. ago now. That was ages ago. And then, yeah, you look at, obviously, the one against OKC in the first round. Unbelievable. With yeah. PG, a long defender on him, too. And he's probably hit two or three this year already. Probably. He's the best clutch player in the league right now. Yeah. Leads the league in clutch... Uh, buckets, clutch points, clutch 
field goal percentage. Clutch everything. His field goal percentage in the clutch, which is the last two minutes of the game within five points, is 61%. Jesus Christ. It's just that's, ridiculous. That's nuts. 61% that is nuts. from the field. These aren't layups. These are no. step-back winners against the, the Bulls. That's nuts. Yeah, that, that was an amazing shot. That was ridiculous. That was, that was ridiculous. What a, what a moment. So then, that's four. Well, for me anyway. My fifth. I toss and turned about this fifth. I thought, you know what, Irving, you could say Kyrie. Yeah. You think back to that Cavs title. You know, there's no title without Kyrie there. Again, a track record. Track record. But why not I would actually go with, and this has only come to me in the last, dare I say, 90 seconds. And I'm going to stick with it now. It's an impulse decision. I don't think I like going to stick with oh. it. It's our boy, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal? I would, I, I don't, there's not many players where I have trust in him and go, you know what? I know if you're going to shoot the three, you're going to shoot at a high clip. You're going to drive, you're going to get to the line or you're going to make it. There you go. Bradley Beal is just, he has no fault to his game. He's got that kind of mentality as well. And he's, he's got like, a dog mentality. I don't care. Nah. What Westbrook, you're calling for it in the corners. I don't give a shit. Bertans, and it's his team. Bertans, Bertans, you're wide open. you got nine fingers. Don't, don't care. Not even looking at you. No, you wouldn't even look at him. You're looking at a white guy in the corner. That's so interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Bradley Beal. And, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't know. He's just, he can do every facet of the game. Yeah, definitely. So well. And free throws automatic. And free throws automatic. Like you don't want Russell Westbrook doing it. He, and then you go to free throw line shooting 41% or whatever he's shooting. He was on what the longest strike of made free throws in a row this year. Yeah. It was something like 24 out of 24 for the first start of the season. And then he rimmed one and he looked like he just lost the title. But it was great. He did actually. No, you're right. I did recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we watch every Wiz game. So it's true. Mate. We did recall because they are the mighty Wizards. Anyway. Exactly. Who but, are your final two to your five? Well, yeah. As I said, you need to pick LeBron. Yeah. You need to pick his successor, Luke yeah. Doncic. Sure. Uh, uh, and my next three actually all played for the same team. And they're going to be loving this podcast. They're going to get it a little bit more later as well. It's the Brooklyn Nets. You got all three of them. Oh, all three of them. Really? So put it this way. So all three. Yeah. So KD. Obviously, he, that's a lock. If you need a three, you go into him. Yeah. No one can defend a seven foot. No. If you need a mid range, easy. easy. If he's driving, he's weirdly strong. Yeah, very true. Kyrie is proven its track record, as we said. Yeah. Before. No. Hundred percent. Like. Hundred percent. Step back. Get him on anyone, and he's just going to melt them to butter. Yeah. And James Harden. That's an interesting one. Well, the, the reason I added it in the start was what were the ways you can win the game? Threes, twos, yep. like layups, everything. And free throws. Free throws. I mean, who gets fouled more than anyone? Who's getting the call at the end of the game? That's a very good point. He is not going to the room without but getting But does it call. scare you a little bit of the whole referees swallow the whistle in the last few seconds of the game? Which well, they do tend to do. But you saw the Clippers Brooklyn Nets game. Where True. Harden was actually on the other side and he drew the offensive foul on Kawhi. He did. And he just flopped the life out of it. He did. There was pucker all in that little half elbow. Exactly. It was push. not even it an was elbow. not much in it. It, it was, was just a forearm little extension barely. Kawhi's robot like hardwiring just malfunctioned. Yeah. He just couldn't believe it. He could believe it. He didn't know what he was, was going on. He was hot the wrong way. It was something's going wrong there. But, Negative on positive or something. But if I need if I do need a free throw. Oh, if I need a bucket, I just feel like he's getting it. He Dare does. I say he's the best scorer in the NBA, not named Kim Durant. So, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's going to the rack. He's, he doesn't pull up for middies, but he would. And if he, if he does, I'm still confident. 100%. And then he's pulling up for the three, step back three. He doesn't care where it is. It'll be, it'll be a logo. He doesn't really care. No. And he's shooting at a high clip. Ah, uh, you know what? I'll give you that. I didn't think of Harden at all. 
Oh, I just, yeah, I don't know. Because he doesn't have many of those moments when you think of Danny Lillard, no. buzzer beaters, you know, LeBron James against Toronto's. His, he doesn't have those moments. He still has some game winners. His playoff performance is a big tarnish on his career. Big sure. time. He's never performed in the playoffs at any point. No. Even with OKC when he was coming off the bench, they needed him in the game four of, I think it was the Miami series, and he yeah. just didn't show up. No. At all. He scored like four points, I believe. No, yeah, I think you're right. It was shocking. But, but I don't know. With that, that he's track still, aside, he's still a top like, five scorer, top two scorer. But you get, like, at the end of the game, you're going to have your best defender on KD. Yeah. Kyrie is going to get your second or third, I presume third. Yeah, I presume. And then Harden's just cooking the second defender. That's the scary part. And any second defender on a team is a shit foul in them at the end of the game. 100%. A bit nervous in the playoffs. 100%. Crowd's going. Imagine the third on Kyrie. Like, God. Imagine him against the Bucks. Chris Middleton. Oh, Drew God. Holiday? No, Drew Holiday. Yeah, it'd be, it would, yes, it'd be Drew. Drew Holiday giving up a little bit of size? Dare I say he'd, he'd accidentally foul? Drew's a great defender, but he's he's still going to foul. But well, the thing with Harden is, it doesn't matter if you foul or no, not. No, it doesn't matter at all. It's going to be It doesn't matter how good a defender or a clean defender you are. He will still draw the foul. Exactly. No one else in the NBA does it better. Well, he's... At all. He's on track to have the most free throws ever. He's led the oh, league 100%. for three seasons in a row for field goals made and attempted. So, I'm been, putting him as a fifth. And you might find it disrespectful with Dame. I reckon Dame's yeah, the only person that's disrespectful, disrespectful to it is. But someone we haven't even mentioned. That we didn't even think about. I I'm about to say, I was about to say this. Who is it? You've got to say Steph. I'm going to say Steph. Yeah, I was just thinking that as well. We the best shooter of all time. We didn't even mention him. I, I just now. think of his... I mean, he has had those great moments against OKC. Yeah. When he hit that, there yeah, was like 40 feet. Oh, ridiculous. He's had those, but when then the I... But, yeah. Three point went red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know. But unfortunately, the thing that stains in my mind when I think of Steph, and which is why I left it out, was his playoff series against Cavs. Yeah. It was a little bit of a no-show. When you're in a playoff series and Andre Iguodala gets the finals MVP for holding LeBron to 32-8-8. Eight eight, that sums it up. And you are the unanimous MVP that year. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, back to back. Doesn't make any sense, does it? No. Great and then KD comes time. in, wins them both. It, with ease. With ease. Oh, it wasn't even close. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even a half a discussion. LeBron got more votes than Steph. Exactly. In both of those. And he got swept in at least one of them. Yeah, he got swept in one, swept in one of them. I think so. Alan will probably was only 4-1 anyway. So, well, the one shouldn't have been a sweep. No. Because JR just... Anyway, let's not yeah. bring that up. Yeah. But no, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah, Steph, a bit disrespectful, but there's, there's legs to it. Yeah. But Dame's a bit tough, I think. On yeah, half. a but, little bit. But, but Harden has his, has his merit. But in life, there's snubs. 100%. And what else has there been And what does that transition to perfectly? That was pretty good. Well done. It? Great transition pretty there. Good. That was really good. Well done, Dogger. Well, it transitions, transitions into the All-Star. Yeah. The All-Star Week. Look, to be honest, every year, All-Stars have, the All-Star Week has plenty of chit-chat about snubs. Yeah, There was huge chit-chat, especially with Devin Booker. Not making it. And yep. Chris Paul making it over him, I think, was the main culprit to that. Yeah. But regardless, whoever made it, just him not making it was a bit obscene, Definitely I think. was. Um, luckily justified with AD going out. Yeah. Then Sabonis was the next up, and he has made it regardless, thanks to KD. Did you hear what actually happened, though? You probably did hear this. Who? What? So, Sabonis wasn't meant to be called up. It was Jimmy Buckets, wasn't Jimmy it? Jimmy B. Buckets, your mate. I can't believe that. And he said no because of Bam. Oh, I can't believe that. If you, that know, is if, the if, you didn't, if you didn't know at home, Butler was asked to replace Kevin Durant, and as the, he was a first choice option. Yeah. Which I find 
baffling considering he missed a great chunk of this season. Yeah. And Miami have a losing record and they're not being great. Anyway, sure he's had a few triple doubles, but regardless. Um, yeah, we, yeah we, fact, we won't hint on that. The fact that they chose him first, I think, is ridiculous. So yeah. bonus is what, a 20, 20, 10 and 5 guy? Dare I say 23 and 10 and 5? Something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think he's 23, 11 and 6 this year. That's actually. nuts. Probably with a steal and a block again too. And highs. a great record. And he's become their go-to man in the clutch. They put oh, him at 100%. the top of the key and everyone just runs around him. I, that was ridiculous that they didn't choose him first. Yeah, well, I guess so. But yeah, there's always going to be snubs. Like, there's only 12-man rosters. And yeah. you think about it, how many do you have on an NBA roster? Too many. 15. Exactly right. You have 15 per roster. And you've got a lot of teams going around. Exactly. But I don't understand why the All-Star is only at 12. Why not push it out a little bit? Because guess when they decided on that? When? 1966. They decided the all-star teams would be twelve. Mm. One from the like twelve from the east, twelve from the west. And we haven't changed it since. Do you think that changing it could tarnish it a little bit in Yeah, that's the quantity only problem. over quality. That's the only problem with it. Like you look at uh, players now, or say they do it in two years. Yeah. And players like Trey Young have fifteen all stars. And then Kyle Lowry's like, like an eight time all star. DeMar DeRozan's an eight or six time all star. No, not no disrespect to them, no, but they were playing in a very weak East, and they were always a top three seed, so they got it every year. Yeah, and the East has, you know, has been bad for a while. Yeah, now it's actually almost overtaken the West, just like that. It's interesting as soon as LeBron leaves, it's amazing. Isn't it? Everyone jumps East, goes right through the roof. Oh, it's very true. But so snubs, we're pretty happy with the snubs. Uh, sorry, not pretty happy. We're pretty happy with the little amount of snubs there were. Well, the thing is, what I think is, I saw this uh, ESPN list, and yeah. it was. Like 10 snubs. Yeah. So you're telling me if they got in, like, so Tobias Harris oh, I saw that. got in instead of Ben Simmons, then it'd be like, oh, Ben Simmons was snubbed. Exactly. There's, you can't or if Freddie Van Fleet got in instead of yeah, someone else. Oh, oh, he's a snub. DeMar DeRozan didn't get in. That was a snub. That was a snub. Or like, say someone didn't get in, like Chris Paul didn't get in, that's a snub. You're always going to have snubs. You can't. So why are we complaining about it? I'm not too sure. There is, but there is certain ones that really get grindy gears. Yeah, I think Booker grind my gears a lot. There's some where you look at them in a smaller market. Yeah, and the yeah. fan votes just ruins them. 100. percent I mean, Anthony Davis making it this year, I think, was a little bit how you're going. Ridiculous. He was always going to make it purely due to himself being Anthony Davis and, and playing for Los Angeles. Exactly right. But he hasn't had a great season. No. He's he's one, one bit injured. Two, when he has been playing, he hasn't been 100. percent And three, I think it's averaging. Maybe twenty points at best, yeah. seven or eight boards. It's just not been Anthony Davis that we've been accustomed to for the last five, no. ten years. He hasn't been healthy. So. No, exactly. So that was interesting. But main thing is, Nikola Vucevic made it. Our boy, our and, new boy, our new boy. Vucevic Strange. has been a new uh, cult figure of the Winget Podcast in yeah. the last um, five to ten days. I don't know why. No, I don't know why. But I, I just love everything about him. I sent you an Instagram, and I was just I said something like. I feel Vucevic, Vucevic is underrated. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I think he is too. And we didn't talk more about it. No, we didn't. Then the next day, he put up 43, 17, and 8. That's fuck. With four blocks. He's a beast. And we're just like, why have we never looked at this No, guy? I don't know why we haven't either. And you look at Orlando, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what their record is right well, now. Orlando, they've lost faults. They've lost, okay, um, lost Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, I don't know. 
That's what I'm trying to defer. But anyway, but regardless. They've, they've lost Aaron Gordon. They've lost everyone. They've lost the entire team. He's putting the team on the back. And on they back. are still, like we are talking about our Wizards, they are still only about three games out of that playoff little spot, of that uh, playoff bubble. Yeah. It's so tight at the moment. And they've got no one. Fultz gone. Isaac gone. Gordon gone. Yeah. That's why they're... They're relying on Mark, M- Michael Carter-Williams and Aminu to... Aminu. I think Aminu's on the team, isn't he? Yeah, I'm yeah. not too sure. Alpha Ruka, Aminu, where is his name? Yeah. Is, to steer that ship. Uh, and I, I feel bad Cole for Mitch. Anthony's been out as well. I know that. Might yes. Be. And he, is, he is, that he's an exciting throw. rookie, but still, it's a loss is a loss, really. It's true. Because they had a point where they had like two COVID rule outs and then they couldn't even field a team. No, they couldn't, could they? Yeah, because they had that many injuries on at the moment. So, But that that's what makes it interesting with the East being so close. Yeah. Is... There's always around this time of year. There's always the trade, the trade talks. Yeah. So teams like the Bulls, the Hornets, all these guys. Yeah. Like Thad Young killing it at the moment. Yeah, Thad Young still never great. got a career triple double. He's very upset about that. Wouldn't he go? Yeah, because he was one assist off, and he was so angry at the post game. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but someone like him would be a huge trade target, or even someone for the Hawks like uh, Rondo. That could be a huge trade target for someone. I know he's on a bit of coin now. Yeah, but. but- the fact that there's not many trades circulating is because so many teams are in it. Like teams like the Bulls, they're not yeah. going to trade marketing because they're like, we're in this. Yeah, no, you're, that, you're dead right. There isn't much talk going on. And that's probably why Andre Drummond's not going to find a team. Yeah, no one's going, exactly. okay, we need someone desperately. Because if you look at the standings for East and West, it's you've got your locks, and then you've got seven teams who all think they're locks too. Yeah, exactly. And then you've just got a couple shitters like Detroit and Minnesota. And that's it. Man, wait, what was the second take? Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, okay. Strange. Uh, not strange. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, but... Have we gone for time? Well, yeah, gone right. But what I was thinking was Vucevic. Trade market? There's got to be market for him. He's a max player. Do you know who I think he's good for? Who? You guess. Who do you think he'd be good for? It'd be great for the Brooklyn Nets, but they're not going to be Yeah, that's not happen. So, who do you think? Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Tristan Thompson experiment's been a bit meh. Yeah. Tice is probably more of a four, and regardless, Definitely. you don't want anyone in as a starter no. anyway. Great bench four or five. Yeah. Especially playing small ball, great five. Great five. Uh, on the second rotation. But you get a Vucevic in there. That's nuts. Four, I don't think you'd be able to do it, but if you tried to chuck Kemba in there. I think a team like Orlando would listen to a Kemba. Perhaps. I think if you said, here's Kemba Walker, here's a rookie. Um... One, like, of their, one of their newer rookies and yeah. then I don't know the first round pick this year I yeah. think they would listen I think you're more looking at like a Payton Pritchard who's yeah. been really good and a Romeo Langford I think they would I They'd think they would look you dead in the eye and go we want one of Tatum or Brown right. because they've got guards they've got Fultz on a long contract now yeah. and I think they like they like Colin Anthony so I think all in a guy okay we need some wings they got and there's two of the best wings in the NBA right there in Look Tatum and Brown. Jonathan Isaac. Yep. He's easy four. He's a lock for a long time at the four. Yeah, definitely. He's... Gordon, I think they would happily move off. Yeah, they would. Definitely. So if he... Go... I can't... I think Vooch is one of those guys. He's just going to be stuck there. He's going to be stuck there for a while. I just can't see anyone going for him. I can't see Orlando letting him go. I just see he's stuck in the mud. I'd love to see him in the red, white, and blue. Oh, he's the perfect fit for our Wizards. Imagine. Imagine. No, he's the perfect fit for the Wizards. Oh, he's... Oh, oh stop yeah, it. He wouldn't go there. Do you know why? Why? What does he get? He puts up boards, puts up assists. 
Old Russell Westbrook wouldn't be too happy with that, would he? No, Russell he likes, Westbrook stealing his thunder. He likes the old like Wagner and yeah, he loves his shit blokes at um, the four and the five, doesn't yeah, he? Tom Bryant, yeah, he loves that. And Robin Lopez, get out of my way, get out of my way. Rob's out for you're me. averaging four point five boards, Robin Lopez, because I'm averaging ten point five. You may be a foot taller than me. But I don't give a you shit can about it. You might be two, two feet taller than me. I don't care. Bob Bowl could be on the team. Yeah, wouldn't care. he would not give a shit. All right, enough on NBA. Yeah, we've nailed that. Let's move on to the next topic, which I dare I say is the yeah. AFL. Yeah, the AFL. It's a bit of an interesting one. Like, obviously, we're going to do a bit of a full season breakdown next yep. week. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We're going to do our full season breakdown. Yeah. So I know a lot of you are looking Ladders, forward to that. Ladders. I need to MVP. Brownlows, Coleman's, Norm Smith's, Premierships, you name it. We'll go Everything. through it all. And we'll I think we're going to... Hot wing it. DPOY. We need to do a defense player of the year. Like, yep. So underrated. Why is it not in the AFL? Yeah, no, it's not. Like, players like Harris Andrews. He'd probably, why not, probably be a three-time champion by now. Oh, he would be. Alex yeah. Rance might have 10 of them. Mate, but you know, very it's true. so underrated. Yeah, no, we'll bring that up. In AFL this week, the new rule changes, obviously, you got a lot of talk. Um, I'm sure you, you have all seen the uh, footage yeah. of that of that Fremantle defender. Don't know his name, can't remember who it was, but regardless Doesn't of who matter. it was, he pretty much went for a little sidestep of a Almost like just to shake his leg off, just to have a bit yeah. of a stretch type thing. He, just so he wasn't standing like a stuck in the mud. He might have moved a diameter of about 600. He could have just sneezed and it was, he just took a steep step left. Yeah. Literally. And they called that 50 and it was an, and it's, it's, a, it's a goal. Well, it was a tough goal like at the start. It was on a bad angle for a right footer. Yeah, 100%. And I think it was Josh Morris taking it. It wasn't a lock at all. No, it wasn't definitely. And then, and then it's, it's in the goal square. Yeah, I don't know. It's... So this is the second time we've seen this? Yeah, it's the second one now. And it's going to be interesting to see how they work with this. Because AFL have come out and defended themselves and said that's how it should be called this season. Um, that's going to be an issue for that first few weeks. It's pretty obvious why they brought it in, though. They want the game to be more free-flowing. More fast. Faster, higher scoring. Totally get it. But for the man on the mark, it's going to be brutal when you're in the corridor, you're standing on the mark, can't move. So what the umpire does, they come up to you, they say, your number, and they say, stand. And then from then on, you can't move until they blow their whistle and say, play on. So at the end of the end, that's, gonna be that's when you can move. It's ridiculous. That's terrible. No. So what's going to happen is someone's going to run around. Someone look at Adam Saar, Zach Williams. Yep. They're going to abuse this. Because it always takes a few seconds for the umpire to actually get his whistle in his mouth and yep. go play on. So Adam Saad and Zach Williams, they already have a step or two on every defender. 100%. And now they're going to have another step or two. So they're going to be four steps ahead of you before you even know it. Exactly. They'll probably be behind issue. you before you can move. And then they obviously introduced years ago with a buddy arc. You're allowed to have some sort of arcage. Yeah. So that works in your favour as well when you're kicking. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's almost like you said the other day, it's almost gone to the point now where there's no point having a man on the mark. No, absolutely not. You may as well just say, we're not man on the mark, come back a couple of metres and have someone there just like a like a goalkeeper. You know yeah. what I mean? Like It's a bit ridiculous. But, yeah, that's... That's the idea I was thinking, but when I was listening to the, the Paddy Cripps episode of Dylan Friends podcast, big yep. fans of obviously, yeah, uh, he was just talking about how you, you have to you stand as soon as the umpire tells you to, you can't move. That's fucked. It's That's going to be ugly to watch. It's going to look, it's going to make the attacking team very fast, like they said. I don't know what they hope, but it's going to make the defense look so awfully slow. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. I've got a funny feeling this might, they might pull the pin on that roll after two weeks. It wouldn't yep. shock but yeah, so uh, yeah, onto the the some of the match sims that we've had going. Um, obviously, I 
think every club would have done yeah, two I think most clubs now. have at least one or two internal games by now. Um, definitely one. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to around the grounds. I think we'll wait for the NAB, whatever they want to call it, JLT. I don't know what it's called now, yeah. but there is an actual proper one this weekend, I dare I say, this weekend. Yeah. Um, so pay a bit more attention to that. I'll talk a bit about the Port Crows one. I watched that. Um, firstly, condolences go out to Wayne Miller. Yeah. That is shocking. Who we mentioned on the last pod. He was, I think we might have said he was a lock for our uh, fantasy teams. Yeah. Uh, but that. regardless of fantasy, it's real shit to see a bloke like that. He's a great guy as well. Um, and he was, you know, he's been on the cusp of a breakout season for a while. Well, everything was pointing out for him this season because. 100%. His role know, looked good. Exactly. Like, he would have been one of the more mature players on the team. Yeah, exactly. In a team that needs its maturity desperately. But, um, yeah, real shame. Real shame about Miller. Um, and that's unfortunately probably the only thing you can really speak about the Crows' trial game, if we're being honest. Um, they looked great early. Billy Frampton looked like he could be okay. Um, and then, wow. That's uh, a, yeah, well, okay. That's a turnaround. Yeah, well, yeah, we only lasted five minutes. Um, dare I take it the first or second goal of the game, whatever it was, and Crows had a couple of goal lead. And then in a trial match... They literally looked like they were deflated after the 10th minute of the game. And I think they kicked six or seven goals for the entire game. Right, after yeah. hitting the lead, like, hitting the first three of the game. Something along those lines. Forget me, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. But those, regardless, those final three quarters, they were horrible. Heads down, looking lethargic, looking like nothing. If you didn't know the scoreboard, you could tell they were losing. 100%. And it's not a good sign for Crows fans to look at that at a preseason game and go, shit. No. Like, already? What's going on here? Doesn't get your members. No, it does. God, no. I think a, a port kicked, I think we finished like 17, 18 or something for the game. Yeah, it was 44 point win. Yeah, like, I think it, was, it might have been more than that, to be honest. It was, it's not good signs to the Crows. I mean, they're the only team I've ever seen, apart from the Green Bay Packers, that have gone into a draft and come out worse. <laughs> it's never happened before. Subtle shot there. Apart from the Green Bay Packers. No, no, shots there, just... They're a team, you see other teams that go on a draft and they instantly draft their needs that can make them a better team right now. You look yep. at players you can get in a draft with a number one pick, like a Matt Rowe. Yep. Right. Bang, you're in that team, you're going to make any team better, aren't you? That's You want a Sam Welsh as a number one pick who can go into a team and give you, bang, all right. A lock, if you will. Yeah, a lock. And then they go and draft a project. Yeah. A project. No disrespect to Riley Thielthorpe. I'm sure he's going to be a great player one day. They will. And he'll probably, he'll probably be eating my hat in five years because he might have, he might be unbelievable. But he's a project. Yeah. He might not play more than five AFL games this year, and that may be generous. I hope it's more than that. He's in my DT at the moment. Yeah, well, that's why you're going to lose DT this year. Um, I mean that in the nicest way possible. He's just he's a project. I mean, I think it's someone from Port Adelaide, like Sam Hayes. Yeah. He's been in a project for years. Yeah. This is what happens with these tall players. These tall, lanky guys, who, they need some work. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm saying with Crows. They didn't get that guy who goes, all right, let's get a replacement for Brad Crouch now. Let's do it. Bang. Yeah. They didn't get it. And look, I'm not saying that there was one available this year in the draft. We no. will hindsight's a wonderful thing. We'll find out in a few months. They don't come but, around every year, do they? No, but it was just an interesting. It was a real interesting uh, draft by the Crows. Um, so I won't go into too much depth on that. How was Young Meaty? Meaty, not a whole lot of it. Not a whole lot. No, and I think I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what's going on with. I see on the Dream Team a lot. Everyone's saying uh, Meaty's one of the most selected players in the, in the actual fantasy. Yeah, they're Everyone's he's on a, the bench. A rookie lock. I don't. Get that at all? I don't. I wish if he plays a game this year, I will be shocked. A game, a game. game. I will be shocked if if Mead wow. makes the team for Port Adelaide this year. 
I see no way he breaks into that midfield. I see no way he breaks into that forward line. I see no way he breaks into the team at all. Yeah. He's going to be a great player. Love him. Much like Tosh Schofield as well, another one. They're not going to make the team this year. They're going to play sand for all year, yeah. and which they need. Awesome. Yeah, and we've got a, we've, we have an aging midfield as well. Boak, Gray, Rocky, not getting any younger. Yeah. So, perfect. But with Butters and Rosie coming into that midfield as well, I just see no way of either of them making the team. So, uh, my dream team advice, I would not get Mead on my bench. I'm looking go. elsewhere. 170k, sure. But if you want 170k, I'm putting Bergman in before Mead because yeah, Bergman will play games this year. He can play as a forward pocket, which we drafted him as. He's been trained in the last year as a defender. Yeah. Although our defense is pretty hard to get into. It's very. Regardless, one of the hardest backs he's a, I think he's a much safer bet than Jackson Mead. And there's better midfielders you can get in the dream team, like Valente, for example, from Frio at 170k. Yeah. Um, there's much better players you can get. But no, very good signs report on that preseason game. Um, we only played the Crows, so yeah, we've got to remember. You got you got to remember that pinch of salt with that yeah, one. Yeah, hundred percent. So, but positive signs. Um, hopefully, the Crows don't look as lethargic next week. And and because that was bad. Who won the Premiership last year? Yet? Tigers. Yeah, who won year before that? Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, and who did the Demons beat on the weekend? Yes. It was the Tigers, so... wondering where you're going with that. Pretty easy uh, win for the Demons. It's just going to be a routine this year, obviously. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Big Maxi kicking a great goal. Like, looking fresh out there, he is. What, captain in our team once again. It's fantastic to see. Uh, and just, there's not really many takeaways from the game, apart from the fact that Petrarca was just being a bull. Classic. Gorn was dominating the ruck. Classic. As, as he says, that's ruck, cl- ruck craft, young fella. And, yeah, the team was just gelling really well, just like uh, the end of last year when we were making a bit of a push for finals. Obviously, they didn't make it because of extenuous circumstances with COVID. Uh, a couple <laughs> of our guys did struggle with the hub. So, yeah, just let's just say that. Woe is me. Yeah, no, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. Onward and upward. I'm always looking forward. Never Far out. Uh, no, it's going to be a great year. Obviously, then <laughs> Richmond will get pinned up against the, the, the giants of the competition and we sort of make easy, easy work of them. So... Uh, oh, pr- prayers out to Nitschke as well. He just had his third ACL oh, uh, tear. So, only a young fella. He was coming through the ranks this year. Uh, I believe he even kicked goal in, in that sim match. So, he was doing uh, really well out. with his recovery from his last one. That's no good. Yeah, so prayers up to him. And hopefully, he's going re- all right with everything. But also, prayers up to Luke Ryan as well. Uh, yes, I did hear that. Big favourite in the DT world as well. Uh, yeah, so he, he might be out for a little period of time and mm. probably not straight if you drink a few, but a few early this year, hasn't there? Yeah, unfortunately, it's just yeah, Casey could probably getting back into the the full time games as well. Yeah, 100%. Because uh, last no year was a bit of a lull, exactly. No one's played a, a 20 minute quarter in 18 months, exactly, maybe longer. So, yeah, it's nah, just about getting back point. into it and all the best to everyone out there. So, getting back into it, but yeah, that's enough of a footy. I think Thanks next now. week, like we said, we will make that a lot more of a podcast yeah it'll be most of the podcast next week so don't worry all you footy lovers out there uh but the next segment it's time oh, i'm so excited the inaugural i i got a preview to this me and a couple others uh joel taylor got a preview to this last week as well i'll let you he, um preview it he'll like that little bit of a shout out uh so last week cam he picked um four, four he picked four winners and he picked three who were just amazing to put in a multi, let's just say. I was pretty happy with that. And obviously, no one could could see the 300 to 1 winner coming out. 
but he picked Shalo, who I, I did really enjoy as a winner, at $7, that was good. And this man does not just give out little $1.70 bets, because who would wear a jacket like this, where giving out $1.70 bets? Yeah, I don't know who would do that. Definitely not this man. Anyway, welcome to the inaugural Cam Stables. <laughs> okay, anyway, look, yeah, last week was brilliant, went three for four, called Star of the Seas at... Um, great odds in the end. Uh, yep. See, great odds at the start. Open at sevens. I think he closed at four forties. Shalo opened at tens. Uh, closed at five, I reckon, to, to win that. But regardless, and then also Fabergino, that was a bit of a no-brainer. But you take a three dollar ten winner every day of the week. Definitely. So Sierra Sue was the only one that let me down there, and that's the biggest forgive run I'll ever see. Sierra Sue, whenever he races next, load up. Load up. He got yeah, he trapped in that race, and he gets out. He wins. No stress. He wins that race with ease. So, right into the black book for everyone out there. Sierra Sue, next up. Whatever it is, I don't care where it is. I don't give a fuck if it's a Melbourne Cup. Wherever you see him next, just get on him next. Because he will be overs in price, low in weight, ready to go. There's a nice little number here for the for the listeners who aren't on the YouTube. He's wearing this nice grey jacket. Yeah, that's Maybe why I had to leave the room for a moment. A Daniel Hector number. I yep. think it is, yeah. Well, I think very, it might be. Very nice. Thank you for good. Yep. We'll just be nice. making an appearance at the, the White Claw. Might be making an Ten. appearance at the White Claw Tent. I've um, got another one, a new one stashed away for the cup. Oh, there you anyway, go. Anyway, on with Cam Stables. So, first one, we've got a preview with Cam Stables, the main two to three races of the week on the Saturday. Um, and then in this one, we've got a little bit of a special one with the Adelaide Cup, although the field isn't announced yet. So, I'm going to give you a slight preview. Yep. And to be fair, I don't think the cup needs a whole lot of talking because it's a one-horse race. Anyway. Interesting. Cam Stables. So, the Aussie Cup uh, on Saturday. 50 stars is the $4.50 favourite as the last time I checked. Um, I'm willing to look at others. 50 stars flashed home last start. My mate. Yeah, you love 50 stars after he won the Aussie Cup last year. He won the Aussie Cup. And this time last year, he won this race last year, which Doggo predicted last time. This time last year. Very well done. I don't know about prediction. Well, you had him in your quaddy. I'm pretty sure I I didn't. Um, But you look at his form last year. He had won the, uh, dare I say, the Blamey the week before, which is the race he just lost to Star of the Seas by, I think it was point two of a lane. Um... He won that, and then he went on to win the next one. My issue this year with 50 stars is the weight he's going to get. Dare I say he was a top of weight last year, regardless. But I'm just willing to look elsewhere. That star of the seas was the best horse of the week of that race, no worries. But 50 stars, I'm just not... At $4, 50 I'm, I'm willing to look elsewhere. I don't want to hear it. No, I, I, I'm liking Paradis. I'm not sure who's riding him yet, because Damien Oliver has jumped off. So that is oh, a sign. Do we know why Dolly's gone? No, that's an issue. Okay. But you got Parody, Danny O'Brien trained regardless. Great horse, great form, looking good. He'll be a top weight as he'll be a topper weight as well. Yeah. So that's an issue. But he'll be I think at the moment he's nine dollars, and I think that's overs. Uh Defibrillate having a great campaign. I think he's won three on a row, beat Parody recently. He's definitely one I'm looking at. And I dare I say he's my pick of the race. Wow. I think and he's at stupid odds right now, about nine dollars as well, and three dollars oh, fifty to for the place. I'm all over defibrillate. And then Nonconformist is a black booker of mine. Has it been a little bit underwhelming? But one for the exotics. But for the Aussie Cup, I'm looking at defibrillate. 100%. And I'm going to put my two cents in. My tip will be 50 stars. Yeah, you're so, right in home. Oh, Fair enough. But I'm going to look against the fave. And I'm going to go with defibrillate for this race. Definitely at each way odds. All right. Next big race of the weekend, we've got the new market. Simple. Two words. September run. Won't lose. You've got on this before. Because he this. might be the best horse going around right now. He will not lose. Interesting. At $2.50, it's overs. He will. He should be $1.25. He 
He's going to rock up with 54 kilos, I believe, because Nature Strip and Bivouac won't go. They won't accept because of the weights. So he'll be coming in at 52, but he'll make it 54 with a 2 kilogram push. He's going to storm that thing home. I don't care if he's barrier 1, 10, or 100. He's got that race down pat. Wow. So just lock it up. Maltese done. Best September of the September run. Best of the to last month. Really? September run is that good of a horse. And I will eat my hat if he loses. So that should be good viewing next there week. There you go. That is obviously gamble responsibly. Gamble. That is... Always gamble irresponsibly and always chase your losses. So Never never do that. No. Um, and then Randwick Guineas, the next one. Real quick on this one. Aegon's the one to beat. Market's saying... That as well. I think he's a two to three dollar fave. Um, I'll look elsewhere at North Pacific. He was very good early in North Pacific. His first few runs were unreal. That's where I black booked him back then. Hasn't showed up as much as he would have liked since that moment. Uh, I think he lost Ole Kirk, who's now since retired. Um, really? Yeah, okay. they just sent him to the stud. So, um, yeah, so North Pacific, he, he will be overs as well. So I think North Pacific is a great each way run as well. I would take Aegon to win that. But definitely having a cheeky saver on North Pacific each way odds because I think he might be eight dollars and three dollars for a place. Wow. Same on those lines. Well, so some big odds coming here. Yep, there's a three. So get your five dollars ready, everyone. The Adelaide Cup. Um, I will be there on Monday at the Cup. Not wearing this jacket. Um, I was going to think maybe a potential solo episode to preview the Cup for the hot, for the hot wing it. All right, the wing it podcast. He but sprung me, sprung that on me. There you go. I'm not going to do it because I don't think I can. Stretch out a dollar fifty favorite race for more than five seconds. Fair enough. Charlie Rose, Traley, Charlie. I'm going to call it Charlie. Charlie Rose. Yeah, won its last race by four and a half lengths. Oh, won its race before that by seven lengths. Against a similar field. Yeah, he won a listed race at Morphville last up. It. This Adelaide Cup. It's. It's not the Melbourne Cup or the Caulfield Cup or anything. It's a Group Two, and it's barely a Group Two. It's more of a Group Three. You could even say it's a listed race, really, in terms wow. of quality. WT, I like. He'll be odds for exotics. I like Sin to win, but he's a 50-odd start horse now. Mosh Music's probably the next best horse in the race. I don't know. Starcaster as well. They're the four horses that could maybe make up the exotics. But I think if you're, if you're looking at this race or you're looking at a cup day in general, you're taking Charlie Rose so low for the quaddy. Wow. You're taking him one out in the trifecta. There's no real point because the odds will be shit. Will you bet on that? Yeah, 100%. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I'll be having Charlie Rose one out for the cup um, and hoping that the pool's big because it's not going to be a nice exotic day. That's but, someone who's uh, confident in the tips right there. Yeah, he's just too good of a horse. And this 3,200 metres looks perfect for him. The only thing that could make Charlie Rose lose a race is if it doesn't get the right draw. When you've got 3,200 metres, it's not a big deal. Um, I'm a big believer of that anyway. In the longer races, they the best horses make it work regardless in the longer races. So, Charlie Rose for the cup. That's Cam Stables for the week. Oh, uh, quick it. preview. We're going with Defibrillate at each way odds. Yep. We're going with September Run. Lock it in. We're going with North Pacific at each way odds. And I will take Aegon to win that race. Have a saver on North Pacific, but Aegon probably wins it. Yep. And Charlie Rose and the cup. For the cup. And that is... Cam Stables for the very first week. Hope should have been the second week because last week was a great week. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I wish I did this one week ago, but regardless. You may notice the, uh, so we got a bit of a camera set up. We've yep. got new mic, new headphones, new iPad, all paid for by new jacket. Cam Stables. Cam Stables paid for all this last week. So if you, so want, to go, if you, want, if you want new jackets, new clothes, just gamble responsibly. Always chase your losses and follow Cam Stables.
for uh, that's for comedic reasons only. So yeah, onto one of the most I'm anticipated hot. segments. It's about being hot, doing hot wings ever. <laughs> yeah, it's getting hot in here. Isn't it's it? getting hot in here. Hot wings. We'll wait till we find these hot takes out. All right. So the hot wings. Unbelievable. Shall I introduce hot wings? Absolutely, mate. You hot go. wings. This is going to be a staple to the podcast every week. The hot wings. Dora and I have one hot take, and they're sizzling. They're fucking hot. These are sizzling hot wings. Like yeah. almost absolutely nothing to back them up. Yeah, almost dumb. But there's sti- but we'll make it have some legs. But if they come through, then we just look like geniuses. We're geniuses. And so, if they don't, then you can forget about it forever. So. Exactly right. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll delete the episode and never see it again. Exactly so, right. hot wings. These are sriracha. These are fucking hot. So, sriracha's not very hot. No, it's not. It's the first thing that came to my head. Um, I'll start off with my hot wing. I've gone with a bit of an interesting one. We've never spoken about this sport, this league, in the, in the podcast before. But NCAA basketball. Yep. So I do basketball. follow my college basketball a little bit. Nothing crazy. I follow my Minnesota, mainly. Um, and that's what actually got me onto this team when they beat Minnesota convincingly a few weeks back. Probably a month or so ago now. Illinois. The Fighting Illinois, Illinois, whatever they call it. The Fighting Illinois, I think they were called. I like it. Yeah, that's what they said. The Fighting Illinois on their jersey. The Illinois. The home of the Windy City. Sure. Um, they are fifth ranked in their Big Ten right now, I believe. Yep. Fourth ranked, something like that, in the Big Ten. Hope that's right. Fifth ranked. Fifth ranked in the Big yep. Ten. There we go. Beautiful. They won nine of their last ten games, and if, I think three of them against seeded teams. Wisconsin, one of them being yesterday or the day before. They've hope they've been without their star player Dosunamu. I'm going to call him. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but Dosunamu. Potential lottery pick. This is my next point. They've got Dosunamu, who this season is averaging twenty one six and five. Wow, that's very handy stats for college for a guard freshman year, uh, first year, uh, second year, I believe actually. Um, twenty one six and five. That's the sort of stats you're looking for for six, a modern day guard. Six foot five guard, lovely. Exactly. And then his old mate Kofi Cockburn, oh. this Jamaican big motherfucker, seven foot. Yeah, he's you been dominating be as well. He's been averaging, I think, I think it was fourteen and ten, something like that. Regardless, those two together, Dosonamu has been injured because he broke his nose two games ago or a game ago. But, oh, very dodgy. Flagrant. Is the mask going to be coming out? Coming out tomorrow, apparently. When will they play Michigan wow. next? Oh, so, oh, I hate Michigan. they beat Wisconsin ranked 23 without Dosonamu, their best player, and they are overs to take out this NCAA tournament. Definitely. I think they're at $19 right now to take out the tournament, and I think that is definite overs. I think that puts them at about 6th or 7th favourite, and that wow. just shows that the odds are crazy for this. Because college, oh, the March it's a lottery. Madness. It's called, no, I know. It's called March Madness. For, for a reason. reason. It's not straightforward favourites winning, favourites no. winning. It's madness. 100%. And this so, is what it will be. I like Illinois to win the NCAA at 19. And yep. I love Illinois to make the final four at four bucks. Whoa. It'll come down Only to the them. final four. Yeah, it'll come to them face against Baylor to get out. And they lost to Baylor heavily at the start of the season. Yeah. But that was the second game of the year. And they've been on a tear since that day. Illinois to take out the NCAA worth I wouldn't say a pineapple but it's worth a tomato at 19 bucks it's worth your money it's worth a tomato at 19 bucks it's 20 to 1 if it goes wrong don't come back here you won't ever hear from me again and that is my sriracha hot wing take of the week I love it I do love it a $19 favourite a $19 underdog we'll see how they go they've got Michigan number 3 ranked and Ohio number I believe Ohio number 4 ranked in the next week and as we've seen this we'll college season, ranks aren't really like, nope. mattering at all. Nope. It's just, they're being stormed through. 100%. So, this time next week in the podcast, we'll speak about it, how they go those two big games. But, 
Wow. I can't wait for March Madness. I can't wait for March Madness. March it's Madness. one of the top tier sporting events in the calendar. Well, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I don't watch college basketball all the time. We, uh, I'm an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. But I don't sit here and watch it all the time. March Madness, Madness comes around. I'm watching it all. Or any draft footage, I'm on it. Done. I'm having March Madness, it. it sucks everyone in. It's great. They do, they do it so well. They do it very well. It and very if you well. pick the bracket this year, then feel free to fund uh, the line. episode. Yeah, perfect. All right. But my my hot take for this week. How hot so, is that? I'd say it's almost stupid. But if you look at it, it's technically it's a 50, 50 I'm giving myself a 50-50 chance with this one. Because I think, right, you look at the, the favourites for the NBA title. Yep. You're talking about the Lakers, mm-hmm. the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns have crept in there. Dallas Mavericks, yeah. obvious, obvious favourites. Um, a lot of Western teams... You snuck that in there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, the Western teams have, have really been taking it over as they have just through throughout time. So, yeah, I am going to call that an East team will win the NBA championship. Yeah, I don't mind it. Eh? Huge. That's You would narrow it down to three of those Eastern teams who all have a genuine chance? I'm not going to narrow it down to three. Because that would be too hot. That'd be too hot. And I wouldn't be able to stomach it. So obviously my favourites to take it out. Miami, I'm gonna put it in there. They're rolling now. And you know I don't really rate Miami. No, you don't. That's why but I'm shocked you're saying this. The way I look at it, the Clippers seem to crumble. Yep. They went Can't trust between uh Kawhi and Paul George, they went 0-9 in the last two minutes of their game against the Bucks. That's disgusting. So they were winning by a point and they ended up losing by six. That's gross. Fucked your multi too. It did. That's the reason I know that. Um, and then you look at the Lakers. So LeBron's getting on. He's having to carry the load at the moment. Yeah. He's in his 18th season. It's 36. About, no, just turned 36. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and AD. We don't know a timetable for his return. No. They've pushed it to six weeks now. Did you say that? No, I didn't. So they pushed it from two to three weeks to six weeks. I'm not surprised. And that could turn into seven, right? And their depth is questionable now too. Very questionable. But now they've got Dennis Schroeder back, they're on a bit of a roll. But they've got question marks. Uh, you got the yeah. Dallas Mavericks, obvious question marks. Christian, uh, Christian Lightning like they're part Zingas, uh, has been in a lot of trade talks at the moment. Them in like they're part got of a good win today though, which, which is what matters. Maxi Cleaver won the uh, Defensive Player of the Game. It's a little trophy, a little uh, championship belt we give out. It's quite cool. Uh, it doesn't matter. In the locker room. Only the guys in the locker room know that. Uh, and then you got the Phoenix Suns who are rolling at the moment. So Jeez. Devin Booker, over the last uh, seven games, is averaging 34 points. Huge. And yeah, they're on they're on a tear. They just, they've they got are. it on lock. They know what's going on now. They're on a tear. So they're a, they're a big... They're a big what-if. I think they've got a high ceiling. Wild card. High ceiling. Yeah, definitely a wild they're card. They're a wild card. But low floor. Oh, in my opinion. Yeah, low, low, low floor. But then you look at the East. You've got you've got the Nets who are oh, doing ungodly things. Spoken enough at the Nets. With, without KD as well. Exactly. Who is like the second best player in the league. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, I don't even want to mention, but you've got the Bucks. Oh. We, this we, is we not a Bucks know. love podcast. No, it's very far. If you're a Milwaukee fan, I'm sorry. Yeah. We hate everything about your state. Like Green Bay, chuck it all in. We hate it all. Unfortunately, no, I like Green Bay. But unfortunately, your best player... And your best player for the next 10 years, dare I say, can't have the ball at the end of the game because no. it's very, very risky. Because uh, if they foul him, it's just going to be Hakeyanis. So you got yep. Chris Middleton, who is nice. underrated. Nice. That's all I want to say on him. Drew Holiday, who's a good defender. Nice. And that doesn't win your championship, in my opinion. Nope. So they're not really in there. And 
the Philadelphia 76ers, who I waxed lyrical about last week. Very, very nice. And I do love me some Sixers. So you obviously got Joel Embiid, who, in my opinion, no one but the Lakers have the answer for. Yeah. And yeah, maybe the Jazz. Oh, I didn't even include the Jazz in the West, but I think they're frauds. So yeah, so that's a big. That's a big. That's another hot take. Yeah, so I'll take it myself. You've got a few layers to this wing, don't you? Because they're not peaking at the right time, in my opinion. Got a leg in there as well. Um, and you look at AD. He can stop. Um, he can stop Embiid in a way. Slow him down. Yeah, slow him down. But he's not healthy. Nope. So it doesn't give me any confidence. Got... Embiid's never been healthier. Exactly. And Embiid is one person I would back to take on AD. And the other Anyone, person really. I would back to take on LeBron, yeah, Ben Simmons. Yeah, 100%. So they've got both of them, obviously. They've got shooters everywhere. Yeah. They've got small trade possibilities. A lot of Kyle Lowry talk. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Don't think I like it. I love it. I, if, if the price is right. Jeez. If they go like a maxi, or like they go like I a like Tybal, that. If they go a Tybal, and a, Even a maxi and a Tybal. and a maxi and a Danny Green, the contracts work. And a pick, maybe. Yeah, that's but, probably too top heavy for Cole Lowry at well, 34. Well, Cole Lowry's a Philly boy. So yes, he, lo- he loves it. There, and they'll love to get traded. Exactly. So that'd be beautiful for them. And just a side note if that trade does happen and Tybal goes to the Raptors, it's going to be Messiah Jury that everyone's going to love him again. Oh, look what you've done. You've, you've brought in Tybal and you've made him into the best player. Like, he's a great defender. Swiss Army knife. They're going to love it. But really, realistically, as much as I love you, Messiah Jury, he could have gone anywhere and did that. So. Oh, I think he will do that. Anyway, and then uh, you got like oh, I'm a big Indiana places lover. Yeah, they're no, gonna get are. Karis Levert back. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he gets well soon. He's the. It is a big what if. He's the that well, little wild card of that team. Well, they traded away like their their most clutch player. Yeah, and one of their most important ball handlers. That only all at the time. Yeah, so. in Victor Oladipo, and they got nothing back for him yet. No. So it's more of a delayed gratification trade. Hundred percent. Which they didn't think it would be. Right. Obviously, that scan showed up with Karis LeVert. So it's a marathon, not a sprint, though. Exactly. And then you got Demontis Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon. So, who am I missing? Anyone else? Boston, maybe. No, I don't know Boston. No, that, That's really it for the East, then, isn't and it? And the Wizards, obviously. So, the oh, Wizards yeah. could e- easily uh, win the championship, is what I'm we're, sort of saying. With no doubt. That's where this is completely leading. So, <laughs> uh, no. But obviously, I, I do think a team from the East really, really can win it. And I'd be very scared if I was in the West. Don't mind that. But there you go. That's a pretty hot take. That is That's a, a hot wing. That is I a hot take. I would call tip. that like a chili pepper. Like a... It's not quite Carolina. No, not a Carolina Reaper. But we're getting there, right? Oh, uh, we'll get some when Carolina we get, Reapers when coming When we get out. a bit more confidence, we'll get there, right? Yeah, no, 100%. Definitely. But that's been another episode of the Winger Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Hope How you enjoyed it. Oh, I definitely hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. so for this episode, I oh, know it's at the end, but regardless for the future episodes as well we'll yep. put a timeline in the bio yep um, breaking it down so you can skip to whatever part you like Couple I know some of my mates are very much not NBA fans love AFL etc etc yep so we'll break it down 0 to 15 15 to 20 whatever yep definitely. so we'll do that for this episode and for, for coming episodes just to make Joel Taylor happy yeah mainly Joel Taylor he's yep. a bit awkward pain so. in the ass really yeah we'll just tag him in it yep. but uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram <laughs> yep follow us on Instagram at the Winget Podcast follow us on TikTok at Winget Podcast. We will be posting some TikToks today. Or we, today, but we this will. week. We will. With this podcast. And have a look at us on YouTube as well. Yep, at the Winget Podcast. And also, obviously, our Spotify will be uh, where you're most likely hearing this. At so, Winget Podcast. Exactly right. But yes, thanks so much for listening. Thank you very much. And I'll see you next time. Let's do it. Good night.